0: This is Parrot Talk Brought to you
1: by Restoring the Faith Media Restoringthefaith.com
0: Good morning, everybody Good morning, good morning It is the seventh day of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2023 so glad to be with you. I really am. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you. This is Mike Parrot here. I'm your humble host of Parrot Talk. Every single day here on the Crusade Channel. This is Live Talk Radio the way it should be, always on air, always online. And this show is broadcast Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch certain parts of the show, entire segments even, on the new Christendom Daily podcast, which comes out every single day. I love the podcast. It goes with me. And this is how I can keep up with, uh, well, what the king dude is doing. Because very often I'm working on this while he's working on his thing. And then sometimes we're talking about the same thing. And sometimes it's totally different. It's always interesting to me to see uh, his take on things. Send me an email at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. Broadcasting today from the heart of America in the RTF studio. But that won't be the case for very much longer and I can't wait to tell you a little bit more. We're going to do some cultural enrichment, I think, over the next few weeks here on this show. More to follow on that. All right, we have so much to get through today. Um, well, last night there was a debate. <laughs> Was it a debate or was it a beat down? I don't know. Chris Krispy Kreme Donuts was almost shoved off the stage by like a skinny little kid named um, Vivek Ramaswamy. And I think I have that sound bite. So, so much the, the, the spectacle last night. I, uh, I haven't been watching these really. And I'm just kind of like, you know, like sports. I watch the highlights the day after or whatever. The highlight reel from last night's debate is really just—it's intense. It's—it's it's hilarious, and um, I can't wait to bring it to you. Um, stand by for some of that. Other things that we may get into today. Well, let's just go to the debate. You may not know this, but most of statistics that are uh, <laughs> that are given to us by politicians. Most statistics are lies. And they're so brazen nowadays. They don't even care if you have any critical thought whatsoever. They they don't care if you even know that they're lying. They just lie in plain sight. Like, here's one.
1: We really do need to ban TikTok once and for all. And let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok... Every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic, more pro-Hamas based on doing that. We now know that 50% of adults, 18 to 25, think that Hamas was warranted in what they did with Israel.
0: Okay, 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 okay. okay. For every 30 minutes that you listen to TikTok, you become 17% more anti-Semitic. This sounds really serious, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm not laughing. (laughs) No, no, stop. No, stop. This is a serious statistic. For every 30 minutes that you watch TikTok, you become 17% more anti-Semitic. Don't ask the obvious question of like, how do you measure that? How is anti-Semitism measured in a percentage basis? What is 100%? Wait, so you're telling me that after, like, two and a half hours of TikTok, you're basically 95% anti-Semitic? After four hours of TikTok, are you, like, are, are, you, are you in the Hitler Youth Brigade? After 10 hours of TikTok, are you a member of Hamas? <laughs> after 20 hours of TikTok, you, be, you you transform and you become Dr. E. Michael Jones. <laughs> in only 20 hours, that's pretty good. That's a complete transformation. Or is this seventeen percent? Is this compound? Is it seventeen percent, and then it's seventeen percent of that? I I I don't know how anybody takes any of this seriously. I'll tell you what, though, it is probably true, and this is very scientific. For every thirty seconds of Nikki Haley that I listen to, I become twenty five percent more anti woman. It's true. Uh, I've 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 measured my I've self tested on this one. I have objective standards on on what it means to become anti-woman. I I become more of a sexist every single time I have to listen to Nikki Haley's voice. So for that reason alone, she should drop out of the race. I mean, (laughs) don't you think? (laughs) Um, What like what like what even is that? What even is that? And she and and then she she releases uh, a video afterwards and and uh, a fundraising email claiming that she won the debate. You know, for every email that I get from uh, Nikki Haley claiming that she won the debate, I become thirty-seven percent more angry. At, <laughs> um, she's she's really all in on this in whole the stuff.
1: Of anti-Semitism, if you don't think-
0: Hold on, let me go back. Hold on. Because she's still talking about anti-Semitism, I think I. She didn't wear a suit jacket and an Israel lapel pin. She doesn't need to. She is by. She is the Mossad agent standing on the stage there, uh, and they put her in the center too.
1: Biden made a mistake not including anti-zionism in the definition of anti-Semitism. If you don't think that Israel has a right to exist, that is anti-Semitic. We will change the definition so that every government, every school has to acknowledge the definition for what it is.
0: Okay, now this is the most uh, this is the most uh, egregious thing uh, of all the things, right? Of all the things that are out there. This is the thing that I need you to know. Right now. And by the way, this isn't just like some hypothetical thing that she's talking about here. This is a resolution that's currently making its way through the United States Congress. So she's only she's merely parroting the United States Congress when she now says that the definition of anti Semitism will be expanded to include anti Zionism. Anti Zionism. Because, comma, she says, Israel has a right to exist and everybody will believe that. And if you don't believe that, you will be labeled an anti-Semite. Now, first of all, she doesn't, I, nor would I would expect her to, these vapid, clueless politicians. She couldn't even, she was the United States Secretary or ambassador to the United Nations. Okay, the the United Nations ambassador for the United States of America. That's a cabinet level position. You require the United States Senate to confirm you for that position. This woman represented the United States of America in the United Nations. This is imminent. This is one of the this is one of the more foreign policy-ish roles. In government that one could have. I mean, I think the only one that would be more foreign policy-ish. Would be the Secretary of State. Okay, so she's working with State Department. She is our ambassador. She represents the United States. On the world stage. Inside the United Nations. And she could not name to you. Last night. The specific areas. In Ukraine that we, are tr- that we are fighting for. She's all about Ukraine. We've got to get boys over there. We've got to get guns over there. We may have to spill American blood. But for what? Well. I, that's unfair. That's a sexist question actually. Why would you give, give me a gotcha question? Vivek Ramaswamy went on a tirade with her. And pointed out that not only she. But Chris Krispy Kreme Donut. Couldn't name the geographies in Ukraine that we are, uh, that we are supposedly fighting for. And I think she even gave the wrong answer. Actually, I think she even said Crimea and then we're like, <laughs> and then Vivek was like, no, that's the wrong answer. It's not Crimea. Uh, so uh, on the, on the Zionism thing, I don't think anybody has done this topic better justice than brother Andre Marie. He's got a couple YouTube videos out. It's called Christian Zionism. I think it's on the Census Fidelium YouTube channel. It's a, it's a two-part series, certainly worth your watching. I am not going to do this topic the justice that it deserves. But what I will say is that Brother Andre Marie's analysis is spot on with respect to this, this merging of Zionism with anti-Semitism. In other words, compelling people to believe false theology that there needs to be a political nation of Israel, and that that nation should have a prime minister and some elected representatives and physical borders, and that that nation should include areas that are currently called Palestine, and that uh, that the nation needs to exist in order for the temple to be rebuilt. And the temple needs to be rebuilt in order for the second coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the second person of the most blessed Trinity. And unless all of those things happen, then our Lord, Jesus Christ, the blessed person, the second person of the blessed Trinity, he cannot come. And so the second coming of our Lord can't come until we do all of those things and therefore we can't have the, uh, the, the, the final judgment and the general judgment and we can't have the end of the world and, you know, kind of tie a bow on all of creation history. So all of created history, all of creation history, all of salvation history is in this worldview dependent upon the Zionist Jewish worldview. Now the Zionist Jewish worldview is that they need to build a temple, a Jewish temple, so that they can continue what is otherwise a dead religion. Right now, they are incapable of offering a pleasing sacrifice to God. They think it's because it's a lack of a temple. In reality, it's because their religion is dead. It is a dead religion. The religion died, the Jewish religion died at Calvary. The the temple was rent into and never again was a sacrifice there pleasing to God. And just to to put a finer point on it, our Lord had prophesied in the 25th chapter of Matthew that the stars would fall from the heavens in this generation and that this genea, this generation, would not pass away till all these things pass away. Well, guess what? 40 years later, in 79 AD, the temple was, pour, was, was destroyed brick by brick. Every single piece of it gone. But for the intervening 40 years, the sacrifices offered in the temple were not efficacious. And everybody knew this. They were like, uh, this thing's not working anymore, this magic trick of ours. Something's wrong. Well, what's wrong is that the Jewish religion died. And then our Lord, in his permissive will, allowed the temple to be destroyed as a physical sign of the death of the Jewish religion. So rebuilding the temple from the Jews' point of view is, is, uh, to, is very important to them so that they can get those sacrifices going again. But they're not going to work. it will not be pleasing to God. For a Christian to become a Zionist is really a curious thing. And this is all a derivative of a, you know, a, a mistranslated, the Schofield Bible, and it kind of invented all of this nonsense, not even 200 years ago. And here now we have these radical ideas that, that there are two ways to heaven. There's the way that our Lord said, which is, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father except through me. And then there's like the little asterisks. Except the Jews. The Jews can go straight to him too. The Jews are good to go. We like the Jews. In fact, fact it's even preferable to, 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 to do the Jew thing. Why does anybody think that the Abrahamic Temple happening in our times when alleged Pope Francis stands there and says, well, the three Abrahamic religions They're all pretty good Christianity, Judaism, and Islam Doesn't really matter to me Which one of the three you choose They're all worshipping the same God Right? They're all trying to do the same thing Right? And maybe there's some truth in all three of them And maybe if we just blend them together Maybe the Freemasons were right after all Maybe we just need one religion for mankind and uh, if we could just get that religion going and blend it together, you know, you know, what I'm saying, why couldn't we just do that? Why do we have to be so, so mean and rigid? Why would we say things like outside of this church, there is no salvation outside of the Catholic church, there is no salvation. Oh, yeah. Well, outside of the Muslim religion, there is no salvation. Oh, yeah. Well, outside of the Jewish religion, there is no salvation. That's just so mean and, and exclusionary. Why would you try to set yourselves apart like that? So now, uh, if you don't believe in Zionism, not only is the United States Congress making a resolution about it, like right now, like as of yesterday, I saw this last night that this is working its way through Congress. And it'll pass the United States Congress. I mean, it's just a resolution. I don't know if 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 that makes it actionable by criminal law or anything. I don't know if you can officially be designated an anti-Semite now for opposing the rebuilding of the temple. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. I'm not sure. But this is such a this is such a glorious trap. Because imagine being in Congress and voting against this. You voted against. Making Zionism. Anti Semitic? In other words, you voted on the record to be an anti Semite? This is the perfect way to bully people into voting for this thing. I bet it passes unanimously or near unanimously. Who wants to vote against the Jews in the wake of October 7th? Today's the two month anniversary, it's 12 7, 2023 just two months ago those poor poor hapless Jews they were just doing nothing they were minding their own business okay the business of global pornography global food production global entertainment global finance they were just minding their businesses I should say Not (laughs) when they were attacked savagely And unexpectedly, by the genius, the absolute genius, underground network of ghouls who somehow managed to attack them, uh, evading and eluding the most sophisticated intelligence network uh, in the history of the world. These guys are literal geniuses the the guys who who are dying from a lack of water who cut open their own water pipes and turn them into rockets these are these are mensa members here these are the brain donors i in fact hopefully some of these men can be studied by science for years to come these genius scholars in in gaza somehow evaded the the watchful eye of uh, of Sauron. <laughs> That's what we're told, and uh, and it totally makes sense, right? You're not allowed to ask questions about it because, well, because you might be an anti-Semite. And what is the worst label in the world to be? What is the worst label? Is what's worse? It, being an, being a a homophobe is that worse? Being a racist? Being a sexist? Chauvinist, being a, I, you can be, you can be what I am. I am a Latin supremacist, proudly so. I am a Latin supremacist. Is that is that a is that a hate crime? Hate label? No, for, for sure. We, I think we would all agree. The most damning label to uh to be to be called is an anti semite in the world today. You don't want to be an anti-Semite. You just don't. You really don't want to be called that. And why? Well, you just don't want to be called anti-Semitic. It It is the thing that you don't want to be. There are entire groups out there designed to bully you into submission. Even Elon Musk is doing his apology tour, and he's like, well, look, I'm not anti-Semitic. I love the Jews. I'm sorry that there's anti-Semitic stuff on Twitter. I'm going to try to do something about it. It will end your life. It will end your career. It will cancel you to be called these things. So what about this Zionist thing, though? There are plenty of Jews around the world and in the United States who are not Zionists. Wait, what? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to be a Zionist to be a Jew, or you don't have to necessarily be a Zionist to support Jews. You're making a distinction here that I, I just don't agree with, Mike. What are you talking about? Yes, there are actual Jews in the United States who say that the nation of Israel needs to stop. Stop colonizing the West Bank. Stop expanding the borders of Israel. Stop supporting this this, this uh, militarized uh na- Jewish nationalist uh in- invented border thing this is a, it's a british invention you can thank churchill thank you winston incidentally did you know that winston oh sir winston Was deeply indebted to the Jewish banksters towards the end of his life. Oh, that's so interesting. Fascinating little detail. Oh, yes, the money power had a lot to say about Sir Winston Churchill towards the end of the war. The war which was financed how? Hmm... Well, I didn't see that part in The Darkest Hour. They missed that part. Actually, <laughs> there is one scene. There's literally one random scene in the whole movie. You know, I, when I when I watch a movie, one of the things I look for is like just the logic of it, because, you know, I've read screenplays and whatnot and um, and very much aware of the three act structure and what's supposed to happen in the first act and the second act and the third act and you know right on time right in the second act we reach the all is lost moment where he becomes like a bumbling fool and he and he can't function and it's the night before he's supposed to give this big speech and he's like sitting up in his room and he uh almost comatose and in the all is lost moment then king george the 5th comes and visits him in his personal quarters and he sits next to him and he says you have my support you have my support and that reinvigorates Churchill and then in the third act you know he rises from seemingly the grave and gives the the speech weaponizes the English language and and sends it into battle well there's one scene in that movie that maybe is the is the film it it has no logic to it whatsoever so uh, Churchill he's looking for his book he's looking for some book right Uh, for some for some quote and he he bursts into his library and lady churchill is sitting there and he's like you know where is my where's my cicero book and she looks at him and she says we are broke winston we are broke and by the way this this is just literally a drive by insult that gets hurled at him while he's looking for his cicero book while he's uh writing his first speech as prime minister or whatever and she then they're already broke and this never gets addressed again it's like a hanging chad nobody ever addresses it again it never gets tied up you know the, the when you create a logical you know problem in the in a film it usually demands a solution within that same film or within the series of films or unless you and it's intentionally left as a cliffhanger like as the link to the next film. This is something that is a problem which is introduced inside the film and never once again addressed or acknowledged by anybody ever again. It's literally just, it, And it's the one thing that stuck out for me for years since I've seen this movie. And I saw it again recently and I thought, that might be that just might be the filmmakers trying to uh, point out the fact that, that Winston Churchill was deeply, deeply in debt to the money powers and had a very extensive relationship with Jewish banksters during the course of his life. And that, uh, well, I just, I just have to wonder... I just have to wonder if that's not them pointing out that, uh, you know, the founding of Israel, which was really a, a modern British invention. Cause you know, look, the, the, the Brits carved up like all the middle East, they had colonized Iraq and made it, I mean, less terrible than it is today. They built schools and roads and infrastructure and culture and all kinds of things. I just wonder if in that scene where she's like, we're broke, Winston, we're broke. And then nothing happens. He doesn't even respond to it. <laughs> it's like, why? Why, why was that? So if you're if you're like an autistic film watcher and I'm not, I re- I'm really not. But if you are, you're waiting for the the point where he says, hey, we're not broke anymore. We like we've made some money as prime minister. Uh, but he never does. <laughs> that never happens. Anyway, there are people out there, there are Jews out there that don't agree with Zionism. There are Jews that would say, oh, yeah, there shouldn't be a nation of Israel, especially if it requires the entire Western world to force it into place, to force this nation to exist. It's an awful waste of life and time and money, blood and resources. There are there are actual Jewish people in the world today who would then therefore, according to Nikki Haley, be accused of anti-Semitism. They would. They would be accused of anti-Semitism. For that. Okay, I want to show. So Vivek Ramaswamy holds up a Nikki is corrupt sign during the presidential debate, and he shames Haley. In a big way. That's coming up right after the shameless profit break. This segment brought to you by the Merry Manly Christmas giveaway. Go to crusadechannel.com merry to find out more. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. Always on air, always online. And we will be right back. I just met you, heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone, good luck loser, it's hard to look right, when you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt, gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that titan sub, gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, Throw them in the ocean With that Titanic sub Welcome back to the show. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. Always on air, always online. This is your 10 a.m. Central Standard Time addiction. We're here with you Monday through Friday, broadcasting mostly from the heart of America. And today I'm in the RTF studio. And you can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. That's re- restoring the faith media at gmail.com we've been talking about the republican debate and the Nikki Haley beat down i mean she she didn't help herself she really kind of beat herself down if you ask me she really did and um one of the storied moments here you know look Vivek is a little bit he's like he's a little bit grifty he is like, if you look at the, some of the stuff that he does, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of cheesy, but <clears throat> it works. So he writes down on his notepad, Nikki equals corrupt, okay? And then he holds up the notepad while he delivers the following message. She said that
1: I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This
0: is the problem. Using identity. This is a woman that will send your kids to die so that she can buy a bigger house politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And actually
1: stand there's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppets right up here tonight this is how this game is played the puppet masters put up their puppet and i reject the use of identity politics in this party it has been a cancer coming from the left and i'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too having two x chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism you. Thank
0: you. having two x chromosomes does not immunize you from criticism vivek ramaswamy now basically taking the gloves off and saying look just because you're a woman doesn't mean i can't criticize you They tried to stop him. They tried to cut him off. He would not relent. He's talking about the corruption of Nikki Haley. This is a woman who left politics in debt and poor and somehow has come back a very wealthy woman. She has been paid handsomely by the defense contracting and other industries that she's suddenly an expert in. This is what happens. When you become a rich, a a, a famous politician, you then become rich. Vivek, uh, Vivek, Vivek, Vivek went all in on Nikki Haley last night. And some are saying this is the moment that he ended her presidential aspirations. I hope that is the case. I don't know if that's going to be true. Why don't you decide?
1: My deal is I'll call her Nikki when she can say my own name right. That's our little fun side bet there. Here's what I will say is deeper. I don't question her faith, but I question her authenticity. And I think that's deeper here. We were just talking about the trans issue. This is a symptom of a deeper cancer in American life, identity politics. This new religion that says your race, your gender, and your sexuality are your identity. It is anti-American. It is meritocratic. It's anti-meritocratic. And it is dividing this country to a breaking point. And I've spoken about this to the left. My books are all about this. I've preached this to the left, but it's even worse when Republicans try to play the same game. We're talking about that trans issue. And Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would (laughs) kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done, that's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party, and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will
0: save her kids to die.
1: So she can buy a
0: bigger. I don't. I don't know who's. I don't know who's saying wow right now.
1: Identity politics more effectively than. Okay,
0: America. so that's the backstory to the to the first clip that I played you. He the, he. They're claiming that he's just sexist. They do this all the time. If you don't vote for Obama, you're racist. If you don't vote for Hillary, then you're sexist. Nikki Haley is sitting is literally out there saying that Vivek Ramaswamy is is a sexist. And he's like, look, you can't even pronounce my name. Woman, get off the stage, you corrupt creep. The 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 politics of identity, identity politics, it is a big problem and it is something that we need to get away from. And he's not wrong. And he's also not wrong in saying that it's the left. It is of the left in as much as it is of the right. And he's not wrong in in saying that it's actually worse when it comes to. From the right. It's actually worse when that happens. Because when that happens, we are inadvertently playing the game of the Soviets, of the communists, the Bolsheviks. Because these people who are wielding this power over language, who are redefining what it means to be a human person, who are appropriating to the uh, definition of human personhood, those accidental qualities which we have, or those behaviors which we choose to engage in, that's a that's an incredibly power powerful thing that the uh, revolutionaries are wielding right now. Who are you? Well, you're a human person. No, you're not. You're an evolved monkey. And if you like butt sex, then that's part of your identity. If you don't like butt sex, then that's also part of your identity. And we need, to, we, need to, we need to also get your pigmentation and the shape of your eyeballs into your human identity. Who are you? Well, you're an evolved monkey who does or doesn't like butt sex with a certain number of uh, 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 pigmentation in the skin. And also how you feel about your chromosomes, your opinion about your own chromosomical m- makeup. That, that all is now your identity. Okay. So what is your identity? Well, you're a, uh, you speak a language and that's part of your identity now too. So what are you? You're, you're, you're a highly evolved semi skin pigmented, but sex despising XY chromosome possessing but feel like a woman that day human person that's your new identity see do you see how it gets it gets more and more and more muddled and complicated and confused and i am sorry to use that crass word i really am but how did how did your your definite your how did your opinions about the rectum vis-a-vis it being a reproductive organ become part of the human identity, become part of identity politics. How did that happen? I mean, it is, it is entirely more believable. It's very believable to say that, well, I, my soul is the soul of a man. I have the soul of a man. I have a masculine soul. And if you're a woman listening to this, which I may have, I may have a woman problem too, just like Viva Grandma uh, If you're a woman listening to this broadcast, you have a feminine soul. You have a soul of a woman. I, I can believe that. I can believe that, that uh, an integral part of our identity is our sex, our God-given sex. But beyond that, when did we say, well, I like tacos. That's part of my identity. I could eat tacos every day. And that's true. I do. That's, I married a Mexican woman. And I get tacos cause and effect. Does my affinity for tacos not constitute some level of identity in in my in my human person? Am I not like, well, I've I like tacos. Shouldn't that be part of uh, part of my definition of being a human? He likes tacos. And he's a man. That's how we will define him. Okay, well, if, if, I, if my subjective preference for an, eth- for an ethnic food type doesn't qualify as, a, as part of my identity, why would my subjective preference for a reproductive organ be part of my identity? And Vivek is the only guy on the stage who is like not only refusing to engage in it but calling it out for what it is. It is a philosophical error. Look, if Vivek the the only thing that he could have said that would have been better than that is look, he he attacked uh Ronald McDaniel uh who runs the Republican party. He attacked Nikki Haley for being famously corrupt. And the response to that is, well, oh, you're, you're attacking two women. You must be, you must hate women. The only thing that was, be- uh, he said something pretty good, played it for you. But the only way to punch that up would to be like, yeah, women are incompetent. Shouldn't be running parties. Shouldn't be running for president. We should never have a woman president. I'm sorry. Women have a role in this world and is very important and probably the most important role, uh, which is to raise your children in your house. You want to talk about sanctity of human life? Only a woman can, can bear children. Only a woman can do that. A man can't do that. Your role, your God-given role, is to nurture the faith. Nurture the faith in your children. Go home, Nikki. Make a sandwich for somebody. That's how you can be productive. Get off this stage. If he would have said that, <laughs> he didn't say that. He could have. Never would. I don't even think the thought would occur to him. We live in such a feminist culture. It, I send hate to restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. We will never have a woman president. We should never have a woman president. I will never vote for a woman for president, period, because I am sexist. Yes. Call me. Call me the names if you want. No, it's because women do not have the constitution for the job. First of all, I don't even vote anymore. So, I mean, in, in theory, I'm not I'm neither voting for a woman nor a man. I just think the whole game is rigged. But if I were voting, I would not support a woman for high office. I don't think women should be mayors. I don't think women should be city council members. I don't think women should be in leadership roles. I think it is a I think it it is a tragedy to the human family. When that happens. I do. I do. And you know what? I wish that Vivek had a woman problem. I wish that Vivek had... I would... You know what? I would support Vivek. If... Look, he gave this whole exposition and you liked it and I liked it and it was good. But in Milstonia... He would be in jeopardy of losing 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 my support. He would probably be uh, banished from Milstonia... For his failure to admit the truth, which is that women are not suited for presidential politics. That it is a usurpation of the role of a man. The man is the public face of his family. The man is the public face of the nation. A rightly ordered nation is ruled by a man, not by a woman. Now, in, t- in extreme rare cases, you may have a woman who has to lead. You may have a queen. And in that case, it's a little bit different. And I'm willing to make an exception for that. Okay? So long as, like, she knows that her crown is passing back to her firstborn son. She's holding on to the crown, and she is an interim ruler. She is the queen. Yes, she is the monarch. But it's not going to her firstborn daughter. We're not suddenly because, saying that only women can rule. It is the exception, not the rule. And if you can't distinguish between the exceptions and the rules... Queen Isabella, the Catholic Queen of Spain... She was awesome. She was awesome. I think she's in heaven. I think she's a saint. And that's not just because she kicked the Jews out of Spain. She represents... She represents the culmination... The culmination of 700 years of the Reconquista. Reconquista. She represents the 60 plus generations who struggled against Islam in the Iberian Peninsula. And her reign is a glorious one. And she is an incredible woman and an incredible inspiration to women, and a superlative example of the occasion in which women can hold high office. That is the exception and not the rule. Just because you have a queen, Isabella, does not mean that the world should be run by women. Likewise, Saint Joan of Arc. Led an army, liberated France, defeated the Anglos, called by God to do so, died a martyr, and is a glorious saint in heaven. That does not mean that the normative way of doing things is to have female generals, field generals, in combat, okay? So just because you have an exception does not mean the rule goes out the window. First things first, second things second. That's St. Thomas. Nikki Haley is no Joan of Arc and she is no Queen Isabella. She is a corrupt politician who has self-enriched her family in the industrial military complex. And like most women, like the vast majority of women on Earth now or who have ever lived on Earth, she is not equipped to rule a nation. She is not equipped to lead a people. Sorry. I wish that Vivek had stood up and said, I do have a woman problem. I have a problem with women in charge of things. Well, you won't hear that from the Republican Party. But you may hear that in Milstonia someday. Dare we hope. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. Send me your hate, ladies and gentlemen. Bring it on. I hope that 10 or 15 of you ladies out there send me nasty emails. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow is Friday, and we are going from ice wall to ice wall. Take care now. This is Parrot Talk,
1: brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media, restoringthefaith.com.